Hello and welcome to Actually Best Choice Movies, the world's only movie podcast. Uh, again, I have not fact-checked that, but I'm pretty sure that it's true. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Chafin. With me, as always, is my uh, other host. Caleb Shively, <laughs> the Caleb. world's only other host. That is 100% true. Um, you know, one thing I was thinking last time is that we didn't do a great job establishing our... Uh, like bona fide. So I would just Ooh. like to brag that I have You're written brag about, about your bona. I've written. <laughs> I love to talk about my bona. <laughs> I like um, to talk about my fides. Ma, 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 my bona. <laughs> was that a my Sharona? It was. I, a, yeah, okay. it was a my Sharona. Yes. <laughs> Although the fact that you had to ask that makes me think syllable, it wasn't the like syllable a, count was off. Ma, 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 my a bona. I guess you'd say. Yeah, I need a in there. Yeah, my Obona. Yeah, so I've written about television for places including uh, New York Magazine's Vulture and Rolling Stone, uh, and and also I guess like places like Flaunt and Black Book, which maybe no one has ever heard of, but I exist and are great magazines. Uh, at least I think they still exist. And Caleb is also a media insider and also a total uh, insane uh, uh, a stoner who watches uh, like five to eight movies a week. Uh, I still get DVDs. I'm still on Movie Pass. Uh, yeah, I. I'm like Brian Fellows. I just thoroughly enjoy the subject. Brian Fellow is not an accredited zoologist, nor does he hold an advanced degree in any of the environmental sciences. You, again, are always comparing yourself to Brian Fellows. I'm Brian Fellows! I actually forget what it is Brian Fellows oh, says. I'm Brian Fellows! I don't know. That was like his catchphrase. Really? That was his catchphrase. For a character I like a lot, that's a dumb catchphrase. And he just says his own name. I'm Brian Fellows! Yeah. I mean, he uh, works for Pikachu, right? I mean... Pikachu. Its name is Pikachu. So this week on Actually Best Choice Movies, we're talking about uh, two different films on the exact same topic released at the exact same time. Uh, it's like a real Dante's Peak slash volcano situation. Um, and that's uh, the Fire Festival. So last month, Hulu and Netflix both released documentaries about the Fire Festival, which is this supposed to be a luxury music festival happening in the Bahamas in 2017, um, turned into a massive fiasco, a massive social media disaster when everybody who went, you know, which let's be real, was a bunch of pretty rich uh, millennials, uh, got stranded on this deserted part of the Bahamas. It was like an unfinished housing development and there was uh, no food, no water, no electricity, no transportation, but a phone signal apparently because they were all putting up uh, tweets about it. Um, both films ask, how did this happen? Who's to blame? And they come up with kind of different answers. Um, they both have their own ethical problems. Uh, oh, yeah. these Did I say that one is from Hulu and one is from Netflix? Yeah, I, I think I said that. Um, the Netflix one was produced by Jerry Media, which also did the social promotion for the festival. Uh, and the Hulu one paid uh, Billy McFarlane, the kind of huckster that was behind the entire thing, to appear, which some people had an ethical problem with. Um, but they're also both interesting in their own ways. Uh, but which of them is Armageddon and which of them is Deep Impact? We'll find out today on Actually Best Choice Movies. Okay, but uh, before that, actually, let's just uh, bullshit for a second. Uh, Some light bullshitting. Yeah, Caleb, uh, what was the last uh, movie that you Ooh, watched? So this morning, I had a free time, and I watched uh, Company, the original cast recording uh, from uh, D.A. Pennybaker, which I watched it because... Like the, the Sondheim musical, Company? Yeah, they well, there's um, the story behind this documentary is that they wanted to do film a miniseries of cast recordings of Broadway shows, they did one and said, no, we're not doing this. 
But D.A. Pettybaker, uh, one of the great documentarians of the 60s, and I think he still makes stuff. Anyway, uh, but I sought it, sought it out be, specifically because uh, on Documentary Now next season, they're doing a parody of it. <laughs> I was like... No, I have had that is... impulse watching Documentary Now where I'm like, shit, I never actually finished that documentary. I should definitely <laughs> go back and watch that. Yeah, like, I I, I've I, seen most of the things they parody. Ah, Caleb, I've only ever watched like 10 minutes of Grey Gardens. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Grey Gardens is ridiculous. I watched the HBO film version with <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Does that count as having watched Grey Gardens? No. <laughs> Grey Gardens is great. It's Criterion. It's I know it's great. Something I know that it's great. Weird it gets to exist. Uh, but yeah, I watched this movie. Elaine Stritch is in it. There's a very powerful scene at the end. Was this the thing that you own? No, I got it on a uh, Netflix DVD. On Netflix then I DVDs. found out it was on YouTube the whole time. <laughs> I do love that you still have Netflix DVDs. It's like um, yeah. Netflix is so angry at you for still having DVDs. Yeah, um, they are bad with the mail. Like sometimes it just like takes a extra days and it kind of pisses you <laughs> off just because I've been getting it for like over 10 years. That's now. what you call behavioral economics. Like they're trying to make it as bad of an experience as possible so sure. that you discontinue it without them having to discontinue it themselves. Move it past. Who are bad right right uh, yeah but there is like a nice community i mean i think movie pass is more like uh that's more like a scam that's more like a billy mcfarland kind sure. of level like we thought this business would make money and then it didn't make any it, money so yeah. we had to radically change what it was doing it's um true. yeah that's well, very weird is that um i didn't i never think of you as liking uh like broadway musicals is that a thing that you're into? oh i do uh just no one they're expensive and no one wants to go with me like meredith my wife does not she has no interest in seeing she no. doesn't want to have dinner Even and go to a show a lot of her criticisms of things we watch sometimes like it's too theatery i'm like it's not a bad thing i one time i i did just snort with laughter by the <laughs> way um and i was not even laughing very hard I, it's a really bad habit i've gotten into in the last like snorting two years yeah snorting when a i chortle. laugh i do it a lot actually um we should have a counter um, <laughs> please don't please don't do that <laughs> why well, i got in an argument with a theater major in college because i was telling her i thought theater was too phony i was in the film program and i was like <laughs> theater is bullshit everything is phony what you guys do uh is stupid and a waste of everyone's time and what she said like well it doesn't have truth but it has theatrical truth <laughs> and i mean i will say like that's both a real laughable, stupid thing to say, but also like 100% true. And mm -hmm. I do think about it all the time. It's just like a different way of expressing mm -hmm. things. It's like saying a painting doesn't look like a real thing, so it's stupid. Like it has its own, you know, it's a painting. It has yeah, its own it's, way of doing things. There's own merits to it. Uh, yeah. Like I found a little factoid today when they redid uh, Company uh, in 2011. Uh, Stephen Colbert was in it. And I was like, oh, now I need to see this. Oh, my God. I think I do remember when that happened. Yeah. Um, Neil Patrick Harris starred in it. Of Colbert. course, like the main thing that company is famous for is that my high school drama teacher was in a local uh, community theater production of it that we all went to see to suck up to him and told him how great he was at it. Um, I mean, that's what everyone that's thinks of when they think of... a big thing to show teenagers. Like, that's... Company? Well, it was not for teenagers. Yeah. It was at a community theater yeah. at a local... Like, It wasn't a community college, but it was one of those things like between a community college and a real college oh, sure. like that you have out in the suburbs. You have to take like 12 classes to get two credits. And it's like they had a really nice auditorium like oh, much nicer ooh. than you would find in a community college i think i oh, no, although i guess the community college also had a nice theater i i don't know but it was florida in the 90s so everyone was trying to get famous i guess right <laughs> um yeah uh orlando had a basketball team things were crazy in florida in the 90s i was they i still literally, had a basketball team i was just complaining to my wife Catherine, that my mother did not i grew up in florida in the 90s my mom didn't take me to any like acting auditions even though i was acting <laughs> all the time 
you know, in my in my head somewhere, I'm like Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, sure, and Ryan Gosling. Nickelodeon like, Studios was booming yeah, at the time. I, that could be me, Caleb. Except my mom had low ambitions for me. Um, also, maybe I wasn't that good at acting, but I was fine for a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was not good, but like for uh, an eleven-year-old, I was good. See. You know? Are you uh, Jacob Tremblay or? more closer to what's a shitty kid actor all kid actors are great i think i would be more like <laughs> someone of a bad child actor right like now. someone on a nickel on nickelodeon or disney channel show you've never heard of who has like oh. a quippy line do you have a favorite current child actor i do i know that you love children that's one of the big things about child you. acting <laughs> there's a huge difference you love to look at children <laughs> children act you're obsessed with children um children emote no i don't i don't i don't think about children i don't they don't oh. exist to me i like um, ian chen he plays uh, em, uh evan on fresh off the boat very good actor. no yeah I, I don't watch that show but i very think it's good. good yeah um the last thing that i watched quickly let me just say was uh we went to see glass the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, I mean, literally the last thing I watched was these fucking fried documentaries. And this is, by the way, the first fried. instance of what's going to happen a lot <laughs> is I spent about a year thinking it was called the Fry Festival <laughs> and not the Fire Festival because it's spelled with a fucking Y. And sure. It, you know, uh, anyway, yeah, I was watching them at like, I finished that at one in the morning last night. I have not seen a piece of televised entertainment between then and now. Oh, damn. But uh, yeah, we saw Glass. We had not seen Split because I don't like to be scared. Mm-hmm. It seemed too scary to me. It didn't. And I'm a big baby <laughs> and I don't like to get scared. It's, and it also seemed like it would be mean, like a mean man would be mean to nice people, which I don't like. Sure. You know? I know. It's a, If you read that it was an M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan movie, you shouldn't be scared. He doesn't. I mean, his movies are kind. I don't know. If you're scared of M. Night Shyamalan, man, you got to you gotta toughen up. <laughs> Well, I was scared of Split. Thank you very much. Oh, really? Didn't he also make some that movie, like The Grandmother or uh, something? I like that movie, because uh, Catherine Hahn nails it. But that's a scary movie. Again, it's I have not, not seen it because it looks scary I, to me. I saw it. Yeah, but you're a big boy, and I'm a tiny baby that's yeah. scared of scary movies. I think it was PG-13. Movies. That is not true. There's no way that movie was PG-13. Uh, I think, no, yeah, it wasn't that good of a movie. <laughs> Movie. I, that's like what resurrected his career. I know Catherine Hahn was great though. Um, I but Glass I thought was fine. Catherine really loved it actually. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. It was fine. It was kind of upsetting because some upsetting things happen in the movie. But I would say on the whole, it was like pretty enjoyable to uh, watch. I hope there's more of a groundswell for McAvoy to get back into. Like there was like maybe Last King of Scotland and that time frame he was doing really well. Uh, prestige wise and then he like did some magneto stuff yeah but now we split you know now we split. Now, now so we hopefully split. like he's got that out of the system and we'll go back to no dude now he's so he's j- in british things that i will never watch now he's so jacked up he has to be split forever or just parts like split uh a good way to judge actors is their snl hosting he did fine he was a little <laughs> bit weird he was not the, too memorable though he was so muscular in that movie that we were like are his muscles CGI? Like we did literally did not know, um, because he was huge and terrifying. And he's a small man, mm-hmm. but it was like it was like he had gotten fifty percent bigger just with muscles. Like he had grown four inches, you know. Um, I will say, as SNL host, he was like a B level Christopher Walken, which <laughs> is like an A level any other host. So he did good. Um, that's. <laughs> Is that your scale? Is it Christopher Walken? I mean, Walken's? Christopher Walken is a transcendent SNL host. <laughs> okay, so would you like to talk about these movies that we've Netflix got here? Netflix Fire. So, yeah, is it like... just called Fire? 
all these models like in the Bahamas. The most insane festival the world has ever seen. Island getaway turned disaster. It became very barbaric. Right now, we are the fucking laughing stock of everything. Just wait until you see what you're getting yourselves into. So yes. this is the Netflix documentary. It's about the Fire Festival. It's called Fire, produced jointly by Vice and Jerry Media, which is the you know media company from Fuck Jerry, this Instagram account slash you know meme thievery uh, Twitter account. Uh, fuck Fuck Jerry. Yeah, it's pretty great, right? That this has all happened like in. It's not in response to the movie. It was in response to Comedy Central hiring them, mm -hmm. but it just kind of like they became really prominent, and then their whole brand fell apart. Like as they were more getting like mainstream press about it, uh, all our great comedians shout out Vic Berger uh, that were like, you know what, fuck these guys. Well, started by a writer at New York Magazine, sure. right? Who uh, and then she was like tweeting at people trying yeah. to get them to do it. Like Tim Heidecker was one of the very yes. early people, and he wrote a song about fuck mm -hmm. fuck Jerry, fuck fuck Jerry. Um, which is great. Tim is amazing. Uh, one time, you know, I interviewed him one time and I made him really mad, which was like, I felt like a real accomplishment. Um, <laughs> Cause he both seems like he would be the one fucking with me. And also that he would be like very even tempered if he was not from what I've read in his interviews. And he's just a very serious artist, which is kind of fun. <laughs> it was off putting to me how serious he was. I thought he was making fun of yeah, me. He was he's being so serious. Oddly serious. Um, um, but uh, fire, uh, I would yeah. like to, uh, which I enjoyed was directed by Chris Smith, uh, one of the great documentarians of our time. Uh, one of my all-time favorite movies is American Movie, which Chris Smith directed. Mm -hmm. Do you remember American Movie? Like yeah, late I 90s? do. I didn't know he was the, yes, the, same, such, the same director. Such a great movie. Uh, That's like the quintessential like independent documentary yeah, it was of like the 1990s. Weird found footage before like... Yeah, it was like irony before that irony existed too. It wasn't found footage, like didn't they? It wasn't they, found footage, but yeah. it was like that sense of uh, like, hey, we're kind of like laughing at something that but I don't know, doesn't know that we're laughing yeah. at it. Yeah, but there was a, definitely a heart to it because uh, he's a craft of story, narrative story. Uh, he also directed recently uh, Jim and Andy: The Great Beyond, which I thought was amazing. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, it's on that is on Netflix. It's the Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman talking about it. Oh, right, right, right. Isn't that like the behind the scenes? Yeah. Uh, yeah and right. it's just uh, the coolest thing Jim Carrey's done in recent. <laughs> I don't know. I like that kidding show. But uh, Jim Carrey is like on another level, like talk philosophically about his hero, Andy Kaufman, and just like the state of comedy or the state of how we present ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very, very good. And then. Uh, they talk about Andy Kaufman, who's like the coolest person who ever lived. <laughs> so the fire uh, documentary on Netflix, it starts off talking about, well, first of all, let me say I found it a little confusing right from the jump, because if you don't already know the story mm -hmm. of fire festival, which, you know, obviously a lot of people yeah. do, you know, and it's mostly famous for being a scam, right? Like that's what everyone knows about it. We love scammers right now. And uh, that's what it's about. But, I felt like if you didn't already know the story, it kind of just drops you into the beginning of it without a lot of preamble. And it's kind of confusing. Like by, by about 10 minutes into it, even knowing the story, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the, where is this going? Like, why is this structured the way this is structured? Like I was very confused by that. Um, did, did you find that at all? Or am I, uh, I probably didn't just because I, I knew about it so much and they did like more of a montage to get in, to get you into it. Yeah, it's almost more like dream mm -hmm. logic-y. It has kind of like an emotional logic where yeah. things aren't necessarily explained super well, but they kind of, it's building in this like emotional way. And, yeah. and it's shot 
very well. It, it shot looks, very it well. Looks very good. Uh, I think the beats of it are good. I was actually my biggest complaint about it is the score, which is from Trent Reznor and Atticus uh, <laughs> Ross, uh, just because I thought the overall tone of the movie was uh, funnier, uh, which they weren't really going for when they every time they would bring it back to the reality of the scammingness of it. But it is still a very kind of like, I'm an asshole. Uh, it's a funny thing to me. But the score just well, no, like, kind of that's I mean that's the thing of Fire Festival is that like the only reason anybody knows about it is because all these rich millennials were stranded. Mm-hmm. They were you know if uh, you want to be real they were inconvenienced I, for a period was, of twelve hours. That was a great day uh, on Twitter. Uh, you remember great days on Twitter? We're just like oh cool here's a fun joke that we're all gonna like make fun of. And it was back in the time when you still Those had, jokes still land too. when you had fun days on Twitter. Like it was in the kind of spirit of. The dress and the llama escaping, and uh, you know, it was like we were uh, all talking about yeah. the same thing. Now it's just like planned days, like the Super Bowl. We'll all get on there and make some jokes. And we all talk about the State of the Union. I mean, everybody's mad about Donald Trump all the time. It's not that much fun. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that was an organic thing. That uh, there was uh, some groundwork done before. Uh, I forget that guy's. Uh, I think it was Fire Fraud. Uh, what is his Twitter account that he made? Oh yeah, Fire Fraud. Yeah, uh, and then or the Fire Fraud, yeah. something like that. Um, but so it starts off talking about the. Um, did it start with the app, or did it start with the uh, behind the scenes shoot? I feel like it started with the app. Like it presents Billy McFarlane as being this like tech entrepreneur. He's very rich. He's oh, speaking yeah, on panels. His, uh, yeah, his panels. And then he's like, oh, and he has this really great app. So I'm a technology entrepreneur, but I've always really been interested in payment tools and credit cards. And he's working with Ja Rule, who the movie posits is like still famous, which <laughs> I thought the Hulu version did a good job of being like, actually, who gives a shit about Ja Rule in 2017? Like he had already been to jail for two years and he hadn't had a hit in like a, a decade. I don't know. Um, but, you know, he's doing all this amazing stuff. And then he decides like he's going to throw a festival to promote the app, which is this. Uh, it's supposed to be a talent booking app called Fire, which I actually didn't know until these movies. I didn't know that the those things were associated and uh, you know not to jump around but the hulu one i thought did a good job of showing you like the 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 depth of the scams that he was doing outside the just the festival i think we should talk about the hulu one just because i want to keep referencing them both as uh, companion pieces which they kind of are fire festival was supposed to be uh, the new coachella the new burning man exclusivity with access to premier talent it was going to be an experience bordering on impossible. What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? What's interesting, I think, about the Hulu one is like, so right, Fuck Jerry did the Netflix one. So they're kind of still invested in the myth-making of Billy McFarlane, and they spend a lot of time talking about like, we had the best idea in the world, which is we put an orange square on Instagram, which like, I mean, okay. That's not a good idea. I didn't think it was a very good idea. Like... They paid people to do that. They paid people a huge amount of money to post a orange rectangle, and they guess, acted like they were the f- biggest fucking geniuses who'd ever lived. Uh, idiots fell for it. Well, that's the thing I think too is like, so they're going. Uh, both of the movies I think posit that marketing is like amazingly effective, but I don't really know if that's true. Slash, it is true only for like real dumb dumbs. Might be that we're old, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought the Hulu one, sorry to jump around to that one, but uh, they they had more interviews in general, but specifically more interviews with the attendees who some of them came off as like uh, shallow, dumbass kids. Real shallow, dumbasses, yeah. Um, And all, I mean, I loved that the, well, what I was going to say was that because of the connection that 
fuck Jerry has to the Netflix one. While it's obviously critical of the whole thing, it's only critical of like kind of some aspects oh, of sure. it. Oh, sure. They they totally uh, make sure they're fine at the end of it. Oh, my God. And yeah, they make the people at Fuck Jerry. They, like they have somebody at fire being like, how in the world would Jerry Media know about all the bad things going on when I didn't cut know? cut off from it, yeah. I mean, like why would you even include that except to cover your own ass, yeah. you know? But the Hulu one does a good job of being like, no, these people are also like yeah. a real problem. They uh, got the guy they tried throwing under the bus, or an axe, I believe is his name. People would message me things like, I sold like everything I own just to go to this fantasy island festival. That's, uh, I think, the most worthwhile p- portions of the Hulu documentary was they got Orin Axe himself to like be like, no, 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 I'm ready to talk. And this about was the guy shit. who was literally running yeah. the social. He was accounts. like the point person. Yeah. And uh, he fuck Jerry. designed the uh, logos and the identity. And he wasn't mentioned at all in the <laughs> so funny. other Because they hate him, right? Because yeah. they hate him. Uh, but also they got Billy uh, full of short and fraud as he was during that one. I believe it's shock and Frida. Sheedy I believe freed. it's Sheedy Fritos. Fritos are great, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, normally they're great. Oh. He was full of shitty Fritos. It was oh, terrible. Sure. If he has um, Fritos, they're shitty. Yeah, so Billy McFarlane is interviewed in the Hulu one. That's sort of the big knock on the Hulu one is that they he only did it because they paid him. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and I also did not think he added a thing to the movie. It is worthwhile just to see him like squirm or just to see his like shucksterism be like, I don't think I did it. I don't did it. And see how much of a shitty person he is. Like that's like just a great movie villain right there too. It is, it is, and it's nice to watch him squirm. Yeah, but it's, it's almost like, like uh, he paid so many people to record video of him that you can see I all of so, that without it's so weird having that there was him. So much, like, yeah, that's why it didn't matter that uh, Fire didn't have interview with him, even though they, I think they I believe they tried, but he wanted money. So yeah, good for them for that. But like, I think there was some crossover. Like one of the uh, the island guy that they talked to was in both. Documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of crossover. Some, yeah. The one of those influencers like that. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. Like you know those oh, really attractive the guy who people. did the Twitter yeah. kind of talk to was in both of them. Mm-hmm. And um, but like Billy, you know, whenever they asked him a question, like he didn't have anything to say. He just regurgitated mm-hmm. his crazy talking points. Also, his girlfriend was really supportive of him. In the Hulu. That was really bizarre, right? She was like, yeah. What she's, I mean, no offense, I don't know what's going on with their relationship, but she's going to wait six years while he's in federal prison. This woman who is like literally a supermodel, like she's, yeah, I mean, for for him, who's a, he's a criminal, (laughs) you know, like he's a a liar. I hope she watches these documentaries and learns something about herself. Yeah. And mostly about how shitty her, this guy really is. That he's just like completely full Uh, of shit. Um, I do like have some criticisms of the Hulu documentary. Oh, what are those? Such as they would like make a point, then cut to whack a mole, or like this was bad. Here's a cartoon of someone falling down. That's yeah, shitty that's filmmaking. That's true. That's yeah. very bad filmmaking. It was a lot. The the Hulu one is a lot more of a traditional documentary. Um, where they have a lot, yeah, it was a more, lot more talking heads yeah. and a lot more, they interviewed a lot more journalists. I mean, Gia Talento from The New Yorker, mm-hmm. formerly of Gawker, is that what where Gia was, or Jezebel? Um, but she's so good in it. Everything she says is mm-hmm. extremely insightful, and it was great to have her in mm-hmm. the movie, you know. Uh, they're, uh, they're good at that. I really wish they just didn't pad it out. Like, there was some other padding out with, like, uh, the backstory of Billy, which I guess they had, they had him to interview, so they 
had to pad it oh, out like with like his, his uh like i had a crayon MX business song. and you know like, what was that i forget like the oh, magnesis the magnesis what is magnesis it's so, a card it's a it's card. more than that yeah that whole thing was really weird although i did like the way they treated it in the hulu one better in the netflix one because in the netflix one they didn't really talk about it too well much. they talked about it but they made it seem like this was a great business he had and then he oh, moved on did. to this other great business yeah they did uh the Hula one does a good job of showing that no, this idea was actually like a complete fraud and bullshit and it didn't make any money and they lied about mm-hmm. how much money it was making. Um, you know, so just to zoom out a little bit about these two movies and the, you know, the thing they're covering, like, you know, I've worked in media in like publicity and I've worked in marketing and I've worked with lots of like New York, you know, people, people out to like make a bit a buck. Right. You know, I've met people like Billy McFarlane and, you know, you get in a room with them and it's obvious that they're lying. Like, it's not it, like you can watch this documentary and be like, oh, this guy's full of shit. Like, you can tell he's full of shit mm-hmm. if you are if you have a meeting with him. <laughs> but it's like it, it, there's this psychosis that w- wealth creates where people just think like because you're rich, like, oh, this idea must be good. Or they think like this. OK, this idea is obviously stupid, but he's rich. So maybe I'll make money on it even if it's stupid there, like, and I won't get caught. I think there's also like a uh, game respects game like like they're kind of assholes themselves like oh look at this guy trying to pitch me on some bullshit. Like I kind of <laughs> like this. But that's another reason why I think I'm really glad that Fuck Jerry gets it in the Hulu version which is like y- you cannot tell me those people did not know everything about this was a lie. I'm sure they oh, could sure, tell yeah. immediately that it was a lie. And, you know, like the social guy is saying, he's telling everyone, like, this is not going to, there's no way this could possibly yeah. happen. Everyone, everyone knew that, right? But they all agreed to keep going with it because they just thought, like, well, I don't know, maybe. But, like, you know, they were doing crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, and at the very least, they were taking someone's money to, like, defraud them, you know? They just kept getting, that movie is just, Seeing red flags and being like, nah, it'll work out. <laughs> We're just throwing a fest. It reminds me too of the Mad Men plotline around High Lie, where it's like that young, stupid guy is spending all this money to pay oh, them sure. to try to advertise High Lie. And eventually Don has to call, I think it's Pete, into his office and be like, you have to stop taking this guy's money. Like, there's no, no one's ever going to watch High Lie. <laughs> and this is an embarrassment. And you're ruining our relationship with his father, who was their main client. Um, and they're like, well, look, he's a big boy. If he wants to pay us the money to do this thing, that's never going to happen. Like, we'll take it. And I feel like that it must be exactly the attitude that fuck Jerry had. And pl- with the added thing of being like, we don't care about any of the people that we trick with this marketing. Pete Campbell is a decent, uh, metaphor, uh, companion for fuck Jerry. <laughs> Uh, something you just want to punch in the face. Also, I will say, like, you know, I had put off watching both of these movies because, number one, I'm familiar with the general details mm-hmm. of the story. I mean, certainly watching, especially the Netflix one, because the Netflix one focuses a lot on the logistics of trying to put on the festival. Sure, which, which the Hulu one, possible the logistics are. Yeah, the Hulu one zoomed out a little bit. It's more kind of about the, like, societal it's themes about Billy, and social yeah, media. It's about, like, and, the people who would go to it, yeah. Yeah, whereas the Netflix one is about, like, the people who spent six months trying yeah. to put on this festival one's and they were losing their minds. Yeah, you one's know? more, uh, Netflix is nuts and bolts, the inner workings of it where like, yeah, the Hulu one is more just an informative, like, Hey, check this crazy shit out. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking of this, what, what did you think about the, mo- one of the most famous things from the Netflix Ooh. version is the guy who said he was going to suck dick to get water. Uh, will you suck dick to fix this water problem? I was going to do that, honestly, to save the festival. 
Well, kudos um, for him for like being a breakout star for things. Yeah, like he's got commercial offers now and stuff. I like, see so him on a T-shirt. The backstory of this is the but they were having this event in the Bahamas. They hadn't paid any of their taxes to import anything, and the, all their drinking water. They had like trucks full of drinking water, and it was being held by the Bahamian government. And Billy McFarlane calls him and says, "Like, you're gay. I need you to go suck yeah. this guy's dick." This guy is a a great interview. He's very nice. Uh, yeah. He just like really believed in like uh this kid's like oh this kid billy's a good salesman i'm gonna help him out probably backed it for a little too long he's kind of he was kind of aware of it uh and then got called like to take one for the team i think was the words they used but this is the thing like so beyond all the people that spent months and months working on this thing which was never ever going to fucking happen like in the hulu one they're saying it was obvious from six months ahead of time it wasn't going to happen. And and in fact, it did not happen. Like, mm-hmm. those people were right. It did not happen. Um, aside from the, you know, in, the insanity of all the people that spent so much time working on that, like, for this dude to be like, yeah, I'm going to go suck someone's dick. Like, how do they even know this guy would like to have his dick sucked, yeah. you know? Like, that's fucking deranged. Like, this guy has wealth psychosis. There is a psycho... Uh, Billy is a psycho person to ask someone but to do But the fucking that. guy was going to do it. Like, <laughs> that's so wild to me. Like, I don't even like staying at work past exactly <laughs> eight hours. But that's like, that's the American like the current late millennial, late capitalism attitude is like, you have to be hustling so hard and like committed so hard. Like, I think that's so fucking insane. Yeah, I think it's literally insane not to how behave I roll. that way. And that's why people like me can sit back and laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, that was definitely a moment. That was a highlight. I would say overall, these movies uh, did hit, do a good job of like creating a moment I think the uh, the way that Hulu presented their documentary of just dropping it randomly right before Netflix's came out <laughs> also added to uh, the whole moment of it. But I think overall, Fire Festival was always going to be a memorable thing for people, and this is like a good defining moment. And 20, 30 years from now, when we look back on this, uh, that I Suck Dick thing is going to be one of the funniest <laughs> things about this. Um. I mean, I will say that, like, oh, so I was saying I had put off watching these movies because I knew the outlines of the story, but also, like, I kind of didn't want to watch it because I thought it would make me very angry. And I will say, like, these movies basically turned me into a Marxist. Like, I, I hate <laughs> capitalism now. I hate people that are trying to make money. Like, they're all the most disgusting people in the world. And the worst thing is, like, you have to go so far to get in trouble. You know, and I would say one of the main mistakes that Billy McFarlane made in in this in with Fire Festival is that the people he was defrauding were rich and they were on social media and they were by and large like white people. Mm-hmm. So like those are the people the law cares about. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if he had been defrauding like poor people of yeah. color, that's what happens every day I mean, in America, did, he, and no one cares. He did do that, well, and no one true. cares about, <laughs> yeah, about that he did that. Yeah, no, but that's uh, not the reason. A he's good in documentary trouble. makes you feel those emotions. Like yeah, of course there's anger, but uh, when they talk to uh, the lady who hosted the hotel in a uh, fire it was like the, that one the restaurant hit me where hard where she's to. like i put my own money i had to like i helped them cook dinner for this like she was just like def- so defeated and i was just like holy shit that just because i was an asshole laughing at this the whole time uh they even referenced us assholes uh the netflix one did <laughs> where they just talked about people on twitter uh and they even showed up ron punchy's <laughs> if you had thousands of dollars to go on a trip to see blink 182 uh <laughs> 
that's on you. That is Darwinism at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and all the day laborers that in, in the Bahamas, like, yeah, you know, who still aren't paid. None of these people, as far as I know, are taking part in any of these like class action lawsuits. No. That's all these rich people in America, and it's really a small number of rich mm-hmm. people in America who've entered into these suits. But like the real people who like really have their lives affected negatively are the you know day laborers you know in the Bahamas who've worked there for a month or two months. And didn't get paid. Like, that's terrible, you know? And then the people who were the point people for them in the Bahamas who then had the day laborers coming to their house and, like, mm-hmm. knocking down their doors and asking when are they going to get paid. Tell you, watching the Netflix one, one of the things I thought, too, was, like, so one of the things that happens is the uh, tents aren't ready at all when the <laughs> people start arriving. So they send a bunch of them to this restaurant, and they keep them there, like, all day giving, giving them drinks until they get until they feel like they can finally bust them to the site. But, like, Caleb, if you have a bunch of entitled white people who are rich, don't get them drunk I and know. then bring them somewhere that isn't good. Like, as the second they pulled in, there's footage of this in both documentaries. They both, they all start going, no. And that's based on nothing except <laughs> seeing the tents. <laughs> as soon as they saw the tents, they were all oh, no, furious yeah. and they wanted to go home. They, they said they were like sobbing. Yeah. And they're like, the tents, they didn't know that they were ruined. They could have been fine. <laughs> they could have been fine. Uh, the advertising that the, everyone fell for to go to this was like a day at the beach, uh, which was like a there was like a pig island too. But oh like, I remember seeing it when it was advertised. I mean, like, oh, I, this is a thing I'm never going to be interested in. <laughs> and then as it unfolded, like the headliners were going to be Blink One Eighty Two. I'm like, no, I'm never yeah, going to give a shit. Who gives a shit <laughs> for two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars? I want to go see to Blink hang out with an influencer. And this is just probably goes to show how old we are and how we were not the demographic for that. <laughs> but I think, you know, like that bald guy that was there, he's not younger oh, than sure. us. Oh, that was you know? weird, yeah. You're, you're not that young. That, you're yeah, not that old, Caleb. What are you, like 32? Is that how old you are? Uh, I am 15 years old. I'm right. 33. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say. And so this was two years ago, so you were like 31. Like, yeah, sure. like you're totally the target market no, for this. Tar- well, I'm too cynical. Well, yeah, that's why you're not the target <laughs> market. It's not your age. Um. But yeah, it was. Uh, that's the deer hoof. Come on. Yeah, fuck off, man. I only like if the fucking No Effects had been playing on a on an island in the Bahamas, I would have been there, man. Now they're racist. Uh, what they do? They punch somebody. I forget what why I don't like No Effects. We don't know. have to talk about No Effects. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb. Oh, gets... they made a they made a, a country music joke about how people deserve to get shot at in Las Vegas. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's guys. pretty No Effects. It is very No Effects. Yeah, that's like when there was this thing. I where... do like heavy petting zoo. I actually never listened to them because oh, I was really? also scared of listening no, to NoFX. <laughs> They're a joke band. They're great. I was scared of listening to Metallica until I was like 25 <laughs> um, because that seemed like bad music for bad boys. And I can't hell, about, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a good boy. <laughs> like, I don't do bad stuff. I'm a good boy. Um, one funny thing, I think that both movies end with Billy McFarlane calling someone being interviewed um the on the netflix one it's oh, the sure, yeah. guy in the bahamas and in the hulu one it's his girlfriend um that is, is, i didn't even rem- think of that that's it's weird it's weird uh billy mcfarland must think everyone he knows is being interviewed for a documentary <laughs> at all times like in the in the uh in the fire netflix's fire that it really did feel like he was just calling to make sure <laughs> that this guy you probably like, haven't heard of him for like 
two year a, a year at that point it was like hey by the way i'm, I'm getting all these uh, people are getting talked to <laughs> you're not like saying anything bad about me are you because like just know that i'm trying to put on a luxury festival and i didn't commit any crimes in the process of putting on the festival he probably gave that guy a heads up hopefully if he's a good person which maybe there's some good that hey, the hula one's paid out so go do both <laughs> so i did uh, both of them <laughs> Um, yeah, and I was really glad, again, that the Hulu one went after uh, mm-hmm. Fuck Jerry. That was totally deserved. And in the moment now where everyone's going after yeah. Fuck Jerry, I feel like that's kind mm-hmm. of like the more defensible morally of the two documentaries. Um, but so, yeah, it's actually best choice. Let's talk about actually, it, Caleb. Best choice. Which one of these movies? Overall, well, I wait, would... Wait, 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 wait. Wh- first, wh- first wh- I want to say which one is Armageddon and which one is Deep Impact. But then I want to ask you which of those movies you think is the good one. I don't know what... The good one is between Armageddon and Deep Impact. Both those movies suck. I think Deep, <laughs> Deep Impact is better. I think people. But there's also a Criterion edition better. of Armageddon, which is a thing. How in the world is, is that possible? Special effects. I think they did some interesting stuff at the top for the time being. There's some like old special effect things that I will say. Have. Like our Deep is Impact is on more often. It's on TV all the time. So it's whereas boring? Armageddon, people have tried to pretend didn't happen. Uh, my only thing that I will talk about Armageddon is it does have a scene where Steve Buscemi sits on a rocket and says, just want to feel the power between my legs. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, also, if it was not attractive astronauts and just Steve Buscemi is attractive. Let's get that. I'm um, just, he has that new show on TBS that looks pretty good. Oh, sure. Uh, where Daniel Radcliffe does look like an angel. Yeah, His I forget who cheekbones did that. are aggressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yorma directs a lot of those. Yorma? Yorma oh, Yorma really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Um, but so yeah, which of these two documentaries is actually your best choice? Uh, they're hard to separate, but I would definitely say that Fire from Netflix is actually best choice in the sense that uh, there is a respected director behind it. Uh, you get a a Trent Reznor score. Hey everyone, which again I didn't like, but hey it's there. Uh, there's more of a, a so one of the main points for this movie is something you don't like. Is that... <laughs> no, mostly it's Christmas. Uh, his uh the way he uh lets it unfold uh and the fact that it doesn't have like padding to it like which i aforementioned like there's cartoons for no reason in the other one yeah uh yeah i would say the netflix one is better Caleb, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one old buddy i i do think that the netflix one is better looking and it has a bunch of more interesting footage because it's all from fuck jerry all the footage where they go to the island mm-hmm. with all the supermodels which by the way looks like hell <laughs> like spending a weekend with the world's douchiest rich people and a bunch of models they've paid to be there who they like kind of think want it they like they're like they're like are we gonna make out like that seems to be the main question uh-huh. of that weekend like uh, also i just remembered real quick that uh in those scenes like when billy was in those scenes with those models he was like wearing a t-shirt the whole time like, i a, know like a fat guy the i know only saying that it's a mean thing to say. Only saying that because I want to be mean to him. Uh, and I was very briefly a fat kid, and I will say that I definitely <laughs> did do that. Um, my dad to this day wears a shirt to the beach and to go swimming. He will wear a, a t-shirt. Dark the shirt, time. white shirt, white t-shirt, it's white t-shirt. White's fine. Honestly, I find it physically repulsive. <laughs> like, <laughs> that clinginess. Ah, it's really gross. <laughs> I love you, Dad. He's a great guy, but I wish he would stop doing that. <laughs> Not that any of one in my family has ever mentioned it to him. We just let it happen, you know. Uh, they're very much intertwined. Like I would say, Hulu adds on to like the perspective is better. It adds on for more information or the things that are left blank from the Netflix one. But with Netflix one, like the story was so good, like you're following it, like I'm laughing at it, 
uh, and then like it turns on me. We're like, oh, that hit me. That it, how sad this actually is. Yeah. With the with the Hulu one, that was just more like, okay, this is just information I'm getting. Well, so, okay, I do. I can see that. What I liked about the Hulu one was that it was a little had a little bit of a bigger focus. So you, I felt like I got to know more about all of the crazy criminal stuff that Billy McFarland was doing. I think it's more morally defensible that it didn't come from fuck Jerry. Mm-hmm. And I also liked some of the interviewees they had a lot. Like I love Gia Talenda. Mm-hmm. I loved having her in the movie. Uh, and some of the other journalists were great as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as like some of the influencer and the, you know, that guy, the social media guy who's not in the Netflix one, like he's great and he has such good insight into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, I just felt like I got more of a complete picture of what happened. And I also felt like, Having said, I thought the Netflix one was a little confusing from the beginning and then has more of an emotional logic than a straightforward logic, you know, and there's certainly an argument to be made for that being better. But I I liked that the uh, Hulu one had was a little more straightforward and easier to follow. Um, Yeah. uh, Again, I do think they are good companion pieces in the sense that. I do want to see more Firefest documentaries uh, now. See, at that, no, I completely disagree. Like, I feel like I spent three hours of my fucking life with the worst <laughs> douchebags in the world, and I never, ever want to go I feel back. Like, there's this more like things to tap into, like other perspectives out there. Uh, but with the, you want like a full Rashomon. With the Hulu one, though, want... it just seemed like it was like a lot of good information, but production-wise, felt rushed. Yeah. Which uh, it might have been because mm-hmm. they didn't really announce it until like Netflix had theirs out already that week. Uh, which one did you watch first, by the I way? I watched the Netflix one first because, to, I mean, it seems like the Netflix one is the one. Yeah. Like, that's the one everyone is, talks yeah, about. Yeah. It yeah. has it has more, like, cultural moments to it, too. The I Sucked Dick. I Sucked yeah. for Water. Um, um, but I watched the Hulu one first. I watched, I think I watched that one the day it came out just because I had, I was in Vegas and I had, like, free, like, we had a free night after we were, like, b- almost blackout drunk. And mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, let's turn this shit on. Can I just say that, you know, I... If you're someone who goes to Vegas and gets blackout drunk, like, yeah, I'm sure you want to spend as much time with those guys as possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are your total bros. Dude, if you're in Vegas, you got to just lean into that bullshit. Vegas is wonderful bullshit. I Vegas, love you, Las baby. Vegas. Vegas, yeah. And you know what? Can, can I tell you something I think about you, Caleb? Your money. Like, you're so money and you don't even know it. <laughs> and yeah, you're also, like, it. my babies all grows up. My babies all grows up. <laughs> I don't get that reference. I, it's from Swingers. Did you never watch Swingers when you were a kid? Uh, I watched Swingers. I like the ending because uh, it's like Vince Vaughn or John Favreau like making eyes, and then it's a ba- there's a baby. That's a funny little joke. <laughs> no, that's that's the worst part of the movie is the ending. I don't um, really like Swingers. It's just a very quotable movie. Do I like John Favreau movies in general? Do is you the bigger like Iron Man? I mean, if... do I? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Iron Man. It I don't hate started it. the superhero revolution. Okay. <laughs> do I like? Do I like superhero yeah, movies? That's another point against it, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, John Favreau did Zathura. Zathura, right? Which is a movie you and I both really yes. love. That gave us uh, the what's basis his face of our from friendship. Zathura. J. Hutch. <laughs> it kind of is. You watching Future Man? Uh, I haven't, I didn't finish it, no. Yeah. You know, I'm working on a script that's very similar to Future Man. Future Man takes turns, man. Uh, it's a little dumb, yeah, but I I like it. I I did, I am working on a script that's very similar. That's cool. Um, (laughs) so today on Absolutely Best Choice Movies, what's the name of our show again? Actually Actually Best Best Choice Choice ABC, it's a thing. Yeah, today on Actually Best Choice Movies, it's a split decision. Caleb says, watch the Netflix Fire documentary, which, you know, I, it's hard to disagree with, but personally, morally, I found the Hulu one to be better. Uh, it Morals, 
this is film watching. There's that's no more. That's true. That's true. You're right. I can't believe I said that. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, tune in next week when we will be talking about two movies uh, that I don't know what they are yet, but um, we'll tell you about them eventually. We will tell you about them eventually. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye.